Good evening. Your regular host will be Goldberg. Could not be here tonight as she was fed after midnight and got turned into a gremlin. A new California law that prohibits anyone 18 and under from using tanning beds drew praise from health organizations when it was signed this weekend. No tanning beds? How am I going to get tanned for my parents' comet party? Features on the prowl tonight. Features fair and foul tonight. They'll meet you there to howl tonight. And First world privilege hours. Halloween treat. Hello there, out in Radio Land. Welcome to the First World Privilege Hour. With boy, that's an enthusiastic start to the podcast. Yum, yum. We're all very tired here. We've been up all night. Just like Will Arnett's new sitcom, Running Wild. Right. With We're recording as, this in 2009. With me, as always, is Brian just wants to have Flynn. That's all we really want. And Zach, angry stock boy with machine gun powers. You're just going to have to trust that I'm wearing Ray-Bans right now. <laughs> and I am your also host, Patrick, Dust of the Comet, Mada. I guess you're wondering why Dust of the Comet. Perhaps they're wondering about... A small amount of old business, including our tontine. tontine. Okay, tontine. yeah, our tontine is still going. The last one who's alive gets the prize, which is an undisclosed amount of gold. Nazi gold, Who mostly knows? Nazi gold. Some lady. What other kind of gold tickets. is there? Yeah, there are some Lady Gaga There's Nazi tickets. gold, there's pirate gold. And, and since get... those Lady Gaga tickets, I mean, she's coming in like three months, so if we could wrap this up soon, guys. Yeah. yeah. and uh, I want to go to that Gaga show. Also, there's a really cool hat. Really cool. You just have to see it, though. The weird thing about the Lady Gaga tickets is we actually have three. Yeah, so we could all go, but we have to wait till one of us dies to or, bring two friends. Or one of us can go and have, like, two empty seats around us. Yeah, that's, always, like that's always nice. I like having two really big drinks, and so I can set them down in little cup yeah. holders. Originally, we had a baseball signed by Babe Ruth, but I knocked it into the neighbor's yard. There's a really big dog back there. So. I mean, it's it's kind of big. I just ordered some PF flyers, though, so maybe there's a chance I can I mean, go. Benny the Jet Because consumerism will save he, you yeah. in every instance. I mean, he got eaten. To, That's the alternate ending to, to the Sandlot. It's just a super you know how, violent snuff film. You know in the end how all the kids disappear? It's because they were just getting eaten one by one. Yeah. And that one kid became the bully on Freaks and Geeks. Squints. Yeah, yeah he did. I did not even realize that until... So, Tontine. His, his name is Chauncey something. We're all alive. I think we settled that score. Yep. Yep. I'm Tontine. I'm aliver than both of you guys. You guys are going down. I have nothing to back that up. Yeah. Also, Tontine's going to take a dark, dark turn when one of us actually dies. <laughs> the other two still, <laughs> still feel compelled to do it. <laughs> so we need to do an update. Our, I think at that Tont- point we might just go to the Lady Gaga concert, anyways. And, and in your in your honor. <laughs> in yeah. So it's you've whittled it down to one of us who's clearly going to die. I'm just saying. Once you guys die, we should go see Lady Gaga. Well, I don't do any alligator wrestling, so... Perhaps we'll all die at once in some kind of cataclysmic, earth-destroying event. Some kind of head-on podcast collision? Well, I was thinking... Or the best Lady Gaga concert that has ever been. Sure, Lady Gaga's concert have been known to 
potentially bring on the apocalypse. Pretty much, yeah. you know, spontaneously her, combust her audience. Well, tear them to shreds at least. She then wears them as a kind of dress. That's right. why she calls herself the fame monster. <laughs> <laughs> she sucks out your love and uses it to survive. And just makes her more Much famous. like Jasmine from season four of Angel. Mm. But that Angel doesn't tie it. into not, not at all. I was trying to lead into it by talking about a kind Yeah, of I realized that... Whatever, that. whatever. I was thinking about the segue. Sometimes it's nice to just be like, in other news, we watched Night of the Comet last night. In other news, Occupy Wall Street. Yeah. Occupy Wall Street and tell them that we watched Night of the Comet. And yeah. it was actually pretty good. We have a little bit of a penchant for bad movies here. I mean, I de- it's, it's almost my favorite genre of movie. And this one is, it's 80s-tastic. And it's really campy, but that doesn't necessarily mean bad. I actually yeah. enjoyed this movie. My hypothesis for this episode of the podcast would be this is a movie I have so many reasons to dislike, and yet it's so it's, great. It yeah, appeals. It's, it's actually still pretty charming. It's kind of the same effect that like the Crank movies have on me, but without less statham mm, and I like racism. this a little yeah. more than the Crank movies. I find them a little too self-indulgent. Uh, for me, the better analogy is Jason Statham. I liked him in, like, Guy Ritchie movies and stuff like that. I don't know, he just seems like a cool lead guy. And he's been in some pretty shitty shit since then, like Death Race. And the Death scene Race opens and... on 1984 <laughs> Los Angeles. Everything's red, also. Well, yeah, everything's red. red after the comet. Spoiler yeah. alert. A big well, actually, comet the scene is coming o- to town. The and scene opens in space with narration. Oh, that's right. Which... I typically don't go for narration, but it's like, direct quote, the citizens of Earth are going to get an extra Christmas present this year. Yeah, this is, by the way, Pat's reference to Gremlins may or may not, depending on what happens, foretell our topic next week. And for some reason, for Shocktober, both of these guys picked what would be perfect picks for Christmas, December, Shocktober. (laughs) Yeah, I like how you snuck in Shocktober really nonchalant. Shockaka? Like, (laughs) Shockacon. Instead, we're going to have to do, like, goddamn Love Actually and one of the many adaptations of A Christmas Carol. (laughs) Those sound pretty spooky. We're not tied down to those. Yes, we are. Those are the only other Christmas movies. And I'm picking Die Hard already. What about A Nightmare Before Christmas? That ties in spookiness with with Christmas. Listen... We're done with that. We're talking about this movie. <laughs> okay. Night of the Comet. Is it's... a story of a girl who finds out her high score is being threatened on an arcade console. Yeah. yeah. There's this girl, Reg. It's the story of a lot of things, really. There's this, there's this girl, Reg, who's playing something that's kind of similar to Missile Command, but it's kind of not. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What it's, was it? It was it? called Tempest, I think. It's a video game adaptation of Shakespeare's play. Right. You yeah. play as Prospero, and, and you have and to nail the monologue, otherwise yeah. um, you, you get You have to get revenge, and, and also realize the meaninglessness of revenge and if you don't see someone for five minutes you assume they're dead right but dominic strauss khan is creeping up the rankings on the tempest game yeah and then reggie is the the lead female heroine and she's everywhere else on the scoreboard yeah she's reg she works at the uh three letters she works at the famous el rey theater in los angeles yep and city uh, where gold was discovered like many Many other cities. Oh, I meant for there's, the first time. There's a... <laughs> there was no gold before El Rey. What the hell is this? I think we should make watches out of it. This shit's probably valuable. <laughs> it looks shiny. Let's base our I money I like off shiny. Of it. 
people all over the world are gathering for comet parties, comet parties which seems rather comet quaint party to me. Nine, or, or comet more like I'd go to a comet party in a heartbeat. I'd go to a comet party. I don't know if anyone would host a comet party. Yeah, anymore. there's not going to be any good comets around here for a little. Life while, is vastly so. different than 1985. Listen, guys, we're only going to be like 73 when Haley's comet comes back. We're going to have a ripping, roaring comet party. Meth, heron. I mean, I'm going to be like 80 telescopes. at that point. 73. <laughs> if, so, yeah, like, if there's we no can reason for me to escape not be doing hard from the drugs. labor camps, then yeah, comet party. Reggie has to work at the theater during the comet party. And by work, I mean sleep with her boyfriend in the projection booth. All the people at this theater are not good at their jobs. Yeah, except... One of them is auctioning off print, rare prints they have for the night, for the comet party. One of Reggie just plays video games all day because Dominic Strauss-Kahn is catching up with her. Not Dominic Strauss-Kahn. Dominic Strauss-Kahn Jr. The initials for the person taking her top score are DMK. Just a typo and it should have been DSK. Well, they're but, both interested in ruining little girls' dreams. So, uh, <laughs> Reggie fucks in the back of the projection room instead of going to the comet party because she's pissed at her mom, who's a bitch. Right. Her mom yeah. also really effectively punches her little sister. Yeah, in the most weird, underdramatic punch ever. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, and then it's there's kind just of a like... shot of her like, st- sitting next to the TV after she's been punched, and the guy's like, the guy on the TV's like the most awkward announcer yeah. ever. Like and he's Simon. just like, we got a really. Good it looks like he's looking kid. over at Samantha, Reggie's sister. Like, oh, we got some problems over here. Yeah, I've never seen a microphone but, um, before. It was so, really weird. It was just like slap, then pause, stare at each other, slap, pause. I believe the instigating comment was she says to her mother, "You the don't need Chuck." Comment. You were born with an asshole. Which I, I got a little chuckle out of. A little chuckle. Yeah, I the guy's so. name is Chuck. Anyways, the comet star all it's cracked up to be, and it turns yeah. everybody into dust and/or zombies. Yeah, well, that's what you most know. people turn into dust. Some people were exposed a little less, and they turn into zombies before they turn into well, something resembling zombies. I mean, zombies. this is this is they have some sense of common. Yeah, they will. can talk. They're, they're they like, can strategize. They're closer to like mutants. I would say. Basically, the only yeah, they're closer to mutants. The only way they're zombies is that they're decrepit. I mean, it was 1984. It's before the internet was invented. It seems so to me people like... Did so people couldn't th- argue over what defines a zombie. People did weird things for fun back then, also. The weird thing is, there's not really that many zombies, to my mind, in this movie. I don't think... There's the, really yeah, the guys in the stockroom didn't seem to be zombies. The well, at one point, I think the like lead one people. is, at least. It's kind of hinted. But yeah, it's never... He, he it, does That's the thing about this movie. Weird. You don't have a scene with a horde of zombies pounding at their door. Even though there should. You get... At the most, five zombies in this whole movie. And two zombies, zombies that are only in dreams. There's a weird double dream sequence where the sassy, brassy cheerleader who gets slapped by her mom, it, she's driving around, she gets pulled over, and then it's like, ah, zombie! And then she wakes up and she's like, oh, shit, I gotta go to the bathroom and splash water on my face, as always. Which is effective. And then she looks up and then, zombie in the mirror! And then she wakes up again. And then she just keeps, she gets ultimately trapped in a cycle where she keeps waking up to zombies. It was the basis for Inception. Yes. Pat, I, I have to back up and call you out on something. I think that's the second, at least the second time in an episode of our podcast, you, you use the phrase sassy and brassy to describe someone. And I'm just not quite sure that's an actual thing. She is sassy. I don't know what brassy means. Okay. Unless and we're talking about just She made. does play... She's not made of brass. Yeah. She doesn't play the trumpet or anything. Yeah. It's actually a trumpet in a cheerleader's outfit. Uh-huh. She the does... The sexiest yeah. trumpet in the band. 
In any case, the guy that one girl sleeps with on the night of the comet party gets murdered by a zombie pretty quick. The mom's dead, like, immediately. Everyone's Everyone's turned into red dust. And the two sisters are like, oh, shit, we're almost the only ones alive except for some zombies. Let's go to the radio station because the radio's playing. Right, see if there might be more survivors, and it's not. And then they run into the classic character of... Chakotay. Hector. Hector Gomez. Played by uh, Robert Beltran. And if you don't know who Robert Beltran is, that's completely understandable. He plays Chakotay in the Star Trek Voyager series. Probably still don't know who he is, frankly. He doesn't have a face tattoo in this one, but, you know, we can look past that. He's named Uh, Hector, though. Hector goes from, really quickly, from holding a gun on these two women to becoming friends and lovers with them. He gets gets a big old boner for them. Yeah. Big old hard on. Hector boner. Uh, Hector is actually uh, Spanish for boner. Boner Ramirez. Anyways. Hector's like, I'm going to go find my family. My family might still yeah. be alive. I'm going to go fire. He's like a truck driver or something. Yeah, he, I, he's a truck driver, but I'm also just kind of taken aback by Zach's impression of Hector. How dead on it was. It, was it like sounds like you're gargling room. lotion. <laughs> yeah, Hector's favorite pastime. <laughs> <laughs> it's what we did back in the old country. Wait, it's, what the fuck kind of accent was that? It was like, it's it was, it was kind of Russian. <laughs> yeah. I'm Hector like... Gomez. <laughs> this is what we did in New Mexico. Arg, I'm Hector. Bleep, <laughs> blorp, I am Hector Gomez. He's kind uh, of forgettable. Okay, man, he's a... I guess. Oh, bullshit, he's awesome. He's he's kind of cool. He's alright. Anyways, he goes to find his family he's and like... Dopey. I guess his family's dead or something. There's a yeah. baby zombie. Yeah. yeah, there's a kid zombie who's actually There's the requisite like, child zombie. There's the child zombie who is like, I don't know what he was in relation to like the family or whatever. He may have just been nothing. But he was pretty... Paper sp- boy. He was pretty spry. That's the first time I've been really like scared by... Child. Like, those by paper like boy a, skills. By like a demon child. Yeah, he has he had paper boy like reflexes. He's constantly and, dodging cars and things and, that come out of sewers. And guys who are just like sitting in the middle of the street. They're like, do you remember in Paperboy the guy who had just had his legs <laughs> in the air and he was just like kicking... I never knew what the fuck he was doing. Exercising, maybe? Isn't that an exercise routine or something? No, it was popular really in the 80s. It looked like he was wounded. But if it was popular well, in the Well, Paperboy 80s, takes place in a really shitty neighborhood. But I've never really been scared by demonic children, but this one is like, this kid was pretty spry. I was like, but whoa, shoot him in the face. He was Going scared by regular children? I'm not Specifically s- having them? Uh, yeah, I'm scared by that, but that seemed uh, more like... Pregnancy. Concept- yeah, um... We should just watch. I didn't know yeah. I was pregnant for the rest of the spooktacular. Just but watch going any movie on pregnancy, I'm gonna Let's watch, watch Baby Mama. For we should watch the Look Who's Talking. Cheaper yeah, by the talking. dozen for the spooktacular, Spooktober, Shocktober, Spooktacular, the, the Shocktober, it's Shock Spook, Scare Tober, Tocular. Because he has a dozen kids, I'd probably just commit suicide at that point, or um, just run away. Yeah. How easy is running away? It's or burning easy. down your house and making it look like an insurance ex. That's a little ex. harder. Guess what? We're going on a family snipe hunt. <laughs> Bring the gasoline. Wait, wait. Why would he take the kids out of the house if he's going to burn it down? Well, he's going to burn them down in the forest. He's going to individually burn all of his children. Yeah. Like the end of the Wicker Man. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, game. it's, it's put, exactly like Wicker Man. Who can put the most gasoline on themselves wins... Um, My affection, and also a lit match. <laughs> now go hug your siblings. <laughs> Fire hug! Since Hector is gone, the girls don't know what to do with themselves, and they say, Let's go to the mall. That's where all the girls go. To the mall. 
It's yeah. multi-madness for me. Grabbing Uzis and shopping <laughs> for shoes. Gonna do the mall thing today. Going pretty well until evil stock boys come with Ray-Bans and guns to try and kill us all. <laughs> dun, dun, well, dun. we can move on now, I after that. This is our um, no, musical episode. Um, they do what any teenage girls would do in this scenario. They go to the mall. Let's go to the mall. There are some single shots in this movie that I think are just really awesome. And there's just one. One of the girls putting an Uzi next to his bunch of shoes. And I'm like, ugh. Totally. Yeah. And, like, I really like the sister dynamic thing, and this is yeah. when you see it for the most part, because, like, this is one of the reasons that the movie is, like, so endearing, because it's, like, it's really, a lot of the problems with it is just, it's really just radical, and that it's, like, super 80s. It's, like, the height of the keytar, so, like, a lot of the musical parts, the where, it's, where, it's, where it's supposed to be tense, is like, like it's just it's it, it are we all going to have to make up a song for this episode? Yeah, it's the musical episode. But guitars don't sound good. <laughs> is the bottom line. They don't sound spooky. It made the movie a lot shittier. But the the reason it's good is because um some of the characters like the girls are actually pretty likable for how much teen speak there is in this, and that they're yeah. like you're such a drip, Blake, and like all the like weird '80s lingo that they tried to throw in. Like, um, help me, save me from the zombies. Who says that anymore? That went um, out with Teen Wolf 2. <laughs> anyways, the evil stock boys are pretty much most stereotypical 80s punks. Leather jackets, Ray-Bans. They were like the, uh, they were sure. like rude yeah. boys, like, 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 that listen to ska. They're watching the girls on security camera. They see them, like, grabbing stuff, and one guy goes over the PA and, like, I hope you can pay for all that, and they just start shooting each other. And it looks a lot like the Warriors. Yeah, it's pretty great. Not gonna lie. It's still kind of campy the way the girls kind of deal with the rude boys, is what I'm going to call them. They do like a hand gesture for Uzi, and they're like, where did I put it? Like, And they're throwing like shoes at him and stuff. But meanwhile, in the desert... There's a think tank called, I guess, the think tank. I don't know. They never really have a name. They're they're they're, kind um, of ambiguous for a lot of it, but... They're a group of scientists who, before the comet came, kind of, I guess, saw it coming, because... Called it! The last time this happened, this was established in the narration, the last time this happened was 65 million years ago. When the dinosaurs disappeared. They're part of the comet. But the dinosaurs did not turn into red dust. I'm not... I don't think I'm... I'm not, like... They you turn know, into an archaeologist Paleontolo- You're a paleontologist. Yeah, yeah. But, I'm not uh, an archaeologist. I am a paleontologist. Anyways. So. I'm pretty so sure clearly di- a lot of dinosaurs were fossilized in things. Those are uh, plants. Those are the ones who Those survived. are plants Those are the... God testing us. No, it's, right. it's the yeah. Um, yeah. the original Comet Calling Club planted dinosaur bones so people wouldn't be able to call the next comet being like, hey, there's supposed to be dinosaur bones here, but there's still there's well, comet dust why would... instead. Why would we even think there were dinosaurs? Because you learn from a very young age in school that there were dinosaurs. But and if you don't find the bones, then... And what she learned from do? a very like young age that there's happening. Santa Claus. Where are the bees going? You guys... I haven't found Santa Claus's bones, so I just kind of stopped assuming he existed. Guys, there's no dinosaur bones. I really wish, <laughs> instead of, spoiler alert, telling children Santa wasn't real, parents just showed children his bones <laughs> <laughs> did you say spoiler alert santa's, santa's re- not real santa's not real santa was real 
Something really horrible <laughs> happened to him. 65 million years ago. <laughs> Santasaurus. Primarily meat was the main gift at he the would time. Just, he, would, he would just eat naughty children and then spit their bones out for a present to the good children. Into children, Wayne Knight's face. The good children would gnaw on their bones because that's all they I'm could I'm not sure what time. standards dinosaurs had for a good or bad child. Or what a child was, they had as a, opposed to movement out of the corner of my eye. It's called the dinosaur sense. It's their sixth sense. Well, the girls are trapped in the mall, this underground think tank has picked up their radio signals. They're like, oh, let's go rescue them. But there's one holdout, Audrey... Who's like, eh, we probably shouldn't bring more people back Fucking here. Audrey. What a fucking drain on the rain on the parade, bitch. What a mook. Every time. Every time we're like, hey, let's go rescue some test subjects. She's like, oh, no. That's I'm shit. tired. I oh, was, yeah. I'm, I'm sick. Oh, my period's coming. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. I'm I didn't kidding. take it to I'm that I'm kidding. Far. She's postmenopausal. Yeah. <laughs> She's as barren as the wastelands of Los Angeles after the comet. The Think Tank comes to rescue the girls just in time, ending up shooting the evil teenage stock boy maybe zombies. Yeah, and I think that you can kind of see under his glasses. He's like, he's at least starting to get zombied because... I yeah, think he, well, he's playing Russian roulette. Just He has yeah. one bullet in the chamber. He's dry firing at these girls. Yeah. They get shot. It's only Russian roulette because he's not participating. Yeah, really. I was... It's more like Ukrainian rule. I know the First World Privilege Hour listeners have strict rules as to what exactly constitutes Russian roulette. Or a zombie. Deer Hunter, that's Russian roulette. Am I the only one who listens to the fucking rules of Russian roulette? I've never seen Deer Hunter. Well, Deer Hunter, the Russian roulette scene, is basically just a ripoff of uh, Naked Mile Beta House. No, na- American Pie Beta House. Naked Mile was a different... So the Think Tank comes... They to, kidnap uh, the girl. They don't yeah, really they kidnap. Take, they take the girl. They one of the girls Reggie, away. But they leave Sam because she Older has brown the comet girl, virus. But yeah. it's really slowly progressing. It's just it's really just crabs, as, yeah. as it turns the out. Sea virus. You can cure it by spraying comet dish soap all over your genitalia. And so I was wondering um, when comet dish soap was gonna make an appearance. This episode of the podcast is Meanwhile, brought to you by Comet or, Dish I mean, Soap. Yeah, actually, Audrey's there. She finally decided to come, that whore. <laughs> and she's like, oh, let's euthanize uh, fucking Sam, who has the cot virus, who didn't yeah. go to the think tank, and she does it. And then the other scientist is like, good work on euthanizing that infected young... Oh, no, you shot me! No, he's like... Yeah. No, the, the no, lady's like, right. what do you think of... She, he says something, I don't know, vaguely menacing, and then she's like... Because they were I'm, going to wait for Hector. Yeah, and she's like, what do you think I'm going to do, go for my gun? He's like, you're not going to go for your gun. And then she goes for her gun. And, and shoots him. him. What, Audrey, what are you doing? And I was like, what a crazy It turns out she had already gone for her gun. Audrey heads to the radio station, meets Hector, and tells her... Hector. 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 And tells Hector about the underground think tank. And also, she didn't really uh, euthanize the other one. She just put her under for a while. Right, so Audrey then commits uh, seppuku. Turns out, with a lethal injection. Yeah, Yeah. she doesn't drag the syringe across her abdomen and up her chest. So it turns out Audrey wasn't a bitch after all. Yeah. Even though she totally seemed like it. Hector has all the information he needs to save Reggie, who they're probably interested in each other. Yeah. So they go, and then Hector pretends to be a weird cowboy caricature. Yeah. Which, it's it weird seems how that unnecessary. Would work. He's but... like, 
Hey there, partner. My name's Heck Gomez. Mighty nice to meet you got there, partner. Yeah, the guy has an assault rifle, and he's just like, Hey, why don't you come look at what I got in my trunk? And yeah, he's, he's like, he's, he's like uh, okay. are you interested in women? And then he pops his trunk, which is the creepiest way <laughs> to introduce yourself. Hey, you like you girls, right? Women? Look what I have in this footlocker. And, and sure enough, the one who was supposedly euthanized was in there, and she closes the trunk on the lid of the guy with the rifle, and he is unconscious. If Which not is dead. like, in movies, it seems really easy to knock out people, but in real life, it's probably really, really hard. You'd have to hit him in the head several times. <laughs> but, yeah, but it'd um, be pretty brutal. After only well, experimentation will tell. While all this is going on, yes. Reggie is Reg. being asked a series of questions by... I guess she ostensibly believe. Like, do you have hepatitis? And she's like, uh... I had mono once. From a boy that I kissed in high school. Uh, and, and he's like, like do you, do have, you have diabetes, anemia? He... Basically questions around blood. Because what and is going on at this underground him. facility is that these people are taking... When they went underground, they left the ventilation ducts open, so some of the comet dust got in. So they're taking blood from survivors and trying to make a vaccine or a serum to uh, stop the onset of zombification and dustification. So they're harvesting children, teens, whoever they can find. And Reggie informs them, informs them about cancer. In fact, that she's a cancer going to tear through this lab, but she's not even agitated with these people yet, so it doesn't really make sense. But that happens. Oh, and then she does get angry because she hears that her sister's dead or some shit. Yeah, a guy comes... The guy's like... She's like, where's my sister? He's like, like, oh, your sister's dead. He's dead. And then she's like, I'm a cancer. She also found out that her sister is a man. Also found that out. (laughs) Yeah. Your sister's dead and also has a penis. Here it is. (laughs) (laughs) Splat. What's the proper sound for a detached penis hitting a table? Splurp. S-H-P Plump. L-U-R-P Well, next week we're going to have comic book writer Garth Ennis on. He's going to uh, he's going to fill us He's going to have a little Q&A. We're going to talk about one um, Good, which, talk about what, some Mostly onomatopoeia. The onomatopoeia be... for different penis sound effects. The doing Boing Meow That's mine. All penis sound effects that are real really going to happen very soon. So what else? I kind of want to make a porno where someone. First, it's want wise a penis playing a uh, saxophone. Sadly, is it Bob Saget's America's Funniest Porno? I, I just <laughs> want to make a porno where a guy's having sex with a lady, but he's constantly doing sound effects. Michael Winslow. <laughs> <laughs> Citizens. On he's patrol. probably due for a porno. He's been off the radar for a while. Well, he's also black. Anyways, <laughs> Thor and Samantha are in the facility. Reggie's starting to be like, this isn't cool. Meanwhile, some doctors are like, hey, kids, suck oh, on yeah. this laughing gas. You'll wake up with Santa. You'll be with Santa forever. And then the kid's like, Santa's not real. And, and then the like, other doctor's like, the main what? doctor, you don't believe in Santa? He says, what? Really weird, though. He's like, what? What? You don't believe in Santa? Then he just hits him with a tire iron until he passes out. I wish. Reggie, at this point, has escaped and is going around both freeing children and attaching nurses to laughing gas tables with a note that says, Going to see Santa. Giggling like they've been been hit by the Joker. In one of the film's more unsettling shots. 
Anyways. And so Reggie meets up with Sam. Well, Hector is topside in the Buick. She rescues the children. Begrudgingly, because she gives the children a lot of shit. She's like, I need my bunny. And she's like, here, take your fucking bunny, you dumb bitch. And then, um... Yeah, she really unnecessary. Of, she does berate the children a little bit. The other yeah. kid's like, I want my football. And she's like, you can own a fucking stadium someday. <laughs> It's yep. pretty cool. This is the Horatio Alger myth, but told with a comment. Hector so, gives the guys the finger. Yeah, the guys are going to chase them it. in their van, but they don't know that Hector has rigged up their van to explode with dynamite. Or so, something. Like, no, one of them's like, I smell gasoline. And then well, no, he, you see him putting dynamite underneath the van. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, Anyways, the main doctor uh, is blown yeah. to whatever. And then there's an attack of zombies. Bits? Yeah. Attack of zombie. Yeah, well, and so the researchers are doomed, left to, and have failed in their mission to euthanize people and kill them to get vaccines. The world is washed away by the sweet, merciful rain. reigns of the Lord. Yeah, Mother and, Gaia's reigns. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> they do a dance to celebrate. And, then, uh, and uh, we cut to an indeterminate amount of time in the future where Reggie and Hector all, are in an interracial marriage with the two of, children. They're kind born of born out of wedlock to different parents. So they're kind scandal. Of, they're kind right. of just playing house with. I don't know if the left. children are siblings either. So that does. You have a good buffer zone before you get to incest. Sam has taken up the hooker's life. Yeah, she does look like a hooker. There's a, she didn't go to their wedding so she could stay yeah. on the street and hook. Probably not they're very good business in a post-apocalyptic street. ruin. <laughs> no, the yeah. family and Sam are standing across the street from each other, and Sam's like, why are you waiting? Get over here. And Reggie, in kind of an affect, affected high-class accent, is like, we don't cross against the signal. She has and, become uh, an upper-class white uh, yeah. mother or something. Even though there's like, only six people left in the what? world, there's like a huge <laughs> class gap now. I had yeah. to invite that heathen into my house to clean my drains. <laughs> My stars and garters, he almost tracked mud across my fine linoleum floors. I was having sex with the pool boy, and he... Oh, fuck it. Uh, <laughs> fuck it. In uh, this case, the pool boy is one of those pool noodles, because there is nothing. there are no pool boys left in this post-apocalyptic world. Wow, a whole noodle. Yeah. yeah that's, She's ambitious. That is, <laughs> ambitious. <laughs> Um, we need to cast her in our sound effects, Porto. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, Sam has had enough of this. You don't cross against the signal even because society's laws fall so upon us. So she walks us. out into the middle of the street. Gets hit like, by a car. There's no people. And from around the corner, you hear tires screech. It almost hits her. She gets out of the way just in time. The guy turns around, and it's it's some kid. And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. But you shouldn't cross against the signal. She's like, nice car. And he's like, I've got 23 of them. What a yeah, which is I think I think it's actually a really good lie. Yeah, it's like, she's like I'm horny as shit. Yeah. Mind if I get in your car and go for a ride? Which she says really with a lot of implications. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, let's do it. And then Reggie's like, I'm your mother now, but I guess you can do it if you're home by this time. There's a lot of teen horniness in this yeah. movie. Yeah, my favorite part of this movie is how horny the girls are. Yes. Mainly because this is like an '80s horror movie, but the girls are. Still kind of sexually empowered. Well, before we get into that, I just want to... This only they take half a want second. sex. It's not something that is done to them. This is only take half a second, yeah. but uh, I should note that the final twist is the kid in the uh, the yeah. kid in the car was... Dun-dun-dun! Dominic Strauss-Kahn! Or DMK, to be, high score to be accurate at game. all. What a crazy twist. Apparently, if you're good at video games, you're good at not dying in Comet World. Which it makes, makes sense. sense. Oh. Whoa. 
And that's the story of that was magic. Just I have so many reasons to dislike this movie. It's so disjointed. Like the narrative goes from everyone's disappeared to zombies to trapped in a mall with psychos to underground evil scientist laboratory. The barest threads connect these scenes, but they're reasonably well done and they're charming and they're fun. I'd never argue that this is a scary movie, but there are some legitimately frightening shots. And, you know, all that together makes it a really fun, charming movie experience. Also, I like how this is one 80s horror movie where two teens having premarital sex actually saved their lives rather than dooming them. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Hector sleeping in the back of his pickup in the, like, truck bed. Or yeah, anything. like a... Well, he was having sex, though. Were those final thoughts? No, those were not my final thoughts. They're... Those were just some thoughts that are not yet final. They were final thoughts sleep in the back of his truck that like we some you... kind of immigrant from Mexico. Like some kind of day laborer. Hire me to fight the zombies. I need to work on yeah, my accents. accents. Yeah. All, <laughs> across the board, pretty much. Yeah. One what about my Rush Eastern European? Stop it. Bosnia. <laughs> Just say the names of ethnic foods and I think it'll be okay. Borscht. Yes. Falafel. Is it time for final thoughts? Spaghetti. So we, uh, yeah, I guess we, we ran can, through the storyline. Fish and chips. Fine. Shut, God damn it. Uh, I guess I'll start with my final thoughts. Uh, I really like Comet storylines anyways. It's part of the reason I like the Earthbound series. Cause yeah, you're, you're really big into the Comets. I like Comets. Because uh, it's not necessarily scary as much as Do you as like, just, like the dog from Full House? <laughs> Comet. Comet. Oh, okay. He's a golden retriever. I thought the dog from Full House is named Annoying Douchebag. R.I.P. Comet. <laughs> R.I.P. Comet. Who is surely dead. I'm sure he is. Let's pour this one out for Calvin. The, the Olsen twins are almost dead, so there's no way that dog is still alive. I was going to say it. Oh, yeah, because the whole Comet thing, like the after effects and side effects, they're not scary at first as much as just weird and then it kind of leads in the movie to a series of very strange events that are ultimately dangerous but i don't know if i would really call this like a scary movie maybe because it was too 80s-tastic but it's still a, a pretty fun romp and it's one of the few times that i would say this but this movie would probably benefit from a remake, I think, because there's a lot of things that are super 80s and just really date it that might detract from it a little bit. And I think they could make the scary parts a little bit more scary with, like, not having a guitar solo in them. And some of the, like, campier parts could have, like, a little bit better dialogue and don't have, like, and don't sound so, like, radical and shit. But all in all, it was a pretty good movie. It was campy as all hell. Brian said it was a little disjointed, but I uh, actually liked it. Better the comment was pretty good. I'm not going to say it was great or anything. It was okay. It's an alright way to waste 90 minutes. It's not one of my all-time classic horror movies no. or anything of the sort. Not like I could parenthood. see myself watching it again, and I could see myself never watching it again. It's that kind of movie. It was interesting in that it was surprisingly, I don't know, in a weird way, kind of a strangely feminist horror movie because they actually had yeah some female characters who weren't just stock they were capable they weren't just like oh i ripped my t-shirt now it's all wet and even though even I... in most horror movies the final girl is a pretty boring generic character these characters had a little more verve yeah. they were competent from the get-go they and were... kind of 
little vivacious, good at video games from the get go. Yeah. Good at not getting in Comet's ways from the get-go. Yeah. They were fiery and vivacious. Good at getting punched by their mother. Yeah. Um, I don't know. If, oh, God, I'm super good at this. I really uh, know how to take a maternal punch. That's yeah. one of my qualities. It's on your resume. <laughs> <laughs> it was all right. guess I could see a remake being done. I mean, Maybe they're remaking every couple, other fucking thing. A couple more zombies. I was disappointed by how... F- the yeah, zombies there was, seem to not even need to be there. There was a yeah. lack of zombies slash mutants. And that's that's one of my biggest complaints. I mean, the zombie, really, the mutants and slash zombies almost could be described as not. I mean, they could have just been people who are affected by the comet who are slowly dying and they're acting weird because of that. Yeah, because they have but, a reason and they have all this other. But shit. yeah, that's another thing that made it really eighties is because the makeup was kind of really super goofy. And if they did a remake, the mutants would probably look like pretty damn terrifying, like uh, twenty eight days later type of situation. Yeah. Anyhow, I also think they should uh, make. And a movie called Night of the Comet where the dog from Full House is killing people. <laughs> the dog from... The Shouldn't dog... that just be called Night of Comet? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> the tail of the dog from Full House passes over Earth and then people turn to dust. So my final thoughts. Um, yeah. Night of the Comet... Make I... sure you have somewhere to go before you start. It's a motivational poster. <laughs> I think it's a... It's a motivational personal poster with a picture of an asshole on it. Um... <laughs> Because that's where food goes after it starts. Night of the Comet is piecemeal. There's You could take any of the individual, one of the individual elements away from it, it'd still work. Like, you could take away the scientist subplot, or the yeah. zombies, even, and it'd still be pretty great. I love the protagonists, even in their more obnoxious moments. Even though it, it does have, like, 80s drawbacks, it has kind of a sincere 80s charm to it, and... No, you're right. I never classify this as a horror movie. I want to put it up there with, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street or Friday the 13th or, you know, shit like that. But shit, if you, I thought you were going to say Schindler's List. Yeah. It, it's, I think it's worth a look. Like I think it's worth a look, frankly. It's on Netflix Instant if you want to check it out. Yeah. That's how I found it. It was yeah, in ne- my top ten. Netflix is like the greatest thing that's happened to me. Obscure movies out the yin What about The Gift of Life? Eh, it's okay. What about God's Love? No. Oh, I'm what sorry. about God's, God's rejection? Still no. Yeah. Probably. God's rejection. Probably. Woo. Woo. City of um, Din for us after we're dead. Moving on to this week's news. You guys see any good movies lately? I haven't seen anything new. I'm going to see Drive probably tomorrow. Me and Zach um, saw Drive. Yeah, we did. Super You know funny. why we saw Drive? Because we're a real hero and a real human being. I don't remember the melody, so yeah, kind of, it was something like that. It's I, really fucking good. You didn't see anything except those movies well, that no, you saw yeah. from my other podcast, The Film Concussion, which you'll be a guest see, on. Yes, probably already Teethers. around the time this comes out. I did see When Harry Met Sally for the first time. Really? That's not When Harry Met Sally, yeah. comma for the first time again for that podcast. Right, the film and Concussion. He Loves Me, He Loves Me Not with Audrey Tatu. I did also find out that Netflix Instant has a shit ton of episodes of Frontline, so I've been watching a lot of news documentaries. Tried to go to sleep last night watching a fucking Frontline about a woman who's raped and stabbed and these people who are wrongfully accused. And I slept like a baby for some reason. I slept like someone who had been murdered. (laughs) You know, I was having trouble sleeping until they played the audio from the crime. (laughs) Wow. Well, there's also Frontline. No! No! Also, Netflix got the Wonder Years. Yeah, you can't do 
You're about as good at accents as you are at. You mean you're, he's about as good at rape death screams as he goes good at fine accents with not being yeah. good at. I mean, it rape doesn't matter what order. Screams. Yeah, it's it's probably something that you don't want to get good at. I mean, I might. There's only it. one way to practice. <laughs> But anyways, uh, Netflix also just got The Wonder Years, which I've been I started watching, and that show's pretty good. The Wonder um, Years, wrong. They they got something. Oh, they got The Walking Dead also that yeah, I just they saw did get Dead. recently. What else? They got? also got a bunch of IFC shows, including the increasingly poor decisions of Todd Margaret with one Mister David Cross. Nice. Beef. Let's see what else did I watch? Um, there was one night where I couldn't sleep, so I watched. In succession, because they were just on stars, and I didn't really feel like getting up and changing the channel. Biodome, Easy A, and then the last song with Miley Cyrus. It's an odd assortment. And I saw Drive this weekend, which is really fucking good. It's just so cool. I also saw Drive, I guess a couple weeks ago now. It's pretty good. It's got very sudden spurts of violent. It's got a slow build at the beginning. It's got Ryan Gosling in a scorpion jacket. Yeah, which I I want that to be my Halloween costume, Uh, so I'm trying to find something. I bet there's going to be a lot of those. I was thinking of that, too. I don't know. I also saw the first 15 minutes of Rubber, which is about a... Condoms. uh, The porn version is also called Rubber. It's about a (laughs) self-aware tire who just wanders around the desert blowing shit up. That sounds actually kind of cool. It's pretty great. What else? I see. I saw Crazy Stupid Love, which is the other Ryan Gosling movie. And the Eyes of March is coming out soon. Eyes of March, other Ryan Gosling movie. What else? Gosling season. Yeah, it's definitely Gosling season. What else? I feel like I'm missing something. Yeah. Um, I think we might. I might be willing to pick children. Like as much as I don't want us to just pick bad movies. I started watching the last song, and it's pretty funny just how crappy it is. Well, we can in some still ways. talk about bad movies at certain points. Yeah, but... I, I, I might gloss over it at some point. Right. That's, a, that's about what I watched. I watched a lot of TV recently. A lot of TV? Yeah. Some people who haven't watched Breaking Bad should watch yeah. it. Zach and I just saw the season finale of Breaking Bad. Which live. aired last night as of this recording, but probably not as of, as of this release. Yeah, you probably don't even remember what Breaking Bad is as of this release. So remember guess... that part of the Breaking Bad finale where... um. Hey Pat, remember that part in Drive where um, yeah, yeah hey, awesome. Pat, remember that part in um, I can't think of anything. Zach hasn't waiting. Have you seen? Uh, remember that part in Waiting where the guy's like, "Oh my balls," which one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to yes. uh, okay. Uh, our let's final do, segment. Let's do the trivia this week. There's been a lot of music in this Okay, um, this week uh, we have a weird, kind of an interesting theme. The trivia for this week is called A Chance to Steal. And for each number, I'll ask three successive questions. For the first two, it'll be normally scored points. It's one point for each question. And on the third one, if you answer incorrectly, the other person has a chance to steal all the points you've accrued on that number. Is there any kind of theme? Is it about... Thieves. Um. Yeah. The the theme is is has to relate to Radio the, the title. Hail to the thief. Yeah. Um. So there's like heist movies and things like that in here. So. So how uh, many queries? There are eight questions. Tower heist. But all have three points. I'm gonna guess possible, that every so. answer is tower heist. Starring Eddie Murphy and Ben Stiller. Let's get this party started. It's a started. Brett Ratner film. Mm. How could it not be awful? I'll take number four. First question. In the original Ocean's Eleven, Danny Ocean is played by this crooner. Frank Sinatra. Point. This one is actually kind of the different question. Uh, We're going to go back and forth. Whoever can name the actors who are in the Eleven Entourage. 
and whoever names the last actor gets the points. In the original? In the uh, remake. Okay. Oh, the Ocean's Eleven. Okay, I thought you were. You said Eleven yeah. Entourage, and I'm like, wait, the in characters the, from Entourage? Yeah. The Entourage of Eleven. Okay, so Clooney. Okay. Oh, we're talking about the remake? Yeah, the remake. All right. Bernie Mac. Okay. Mm. Don Cheadle. Okay. Um, um, okay, I can't remember if it was. I think it was Matt Damon. Yep. Um, Brad Pitt. Yep. No, they were both in it. I wasn't sure. Yeah, which one I, I was, was trying. To, I was, so was debating that too. Matt Damon was kind of like the dopey. He was kind of similar to the character he plays in True Grit, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. The little girl. Um. The little. Yeah. I can see their faces. Tiny Chinese athletic man. Okay, I can't, I'm gonna call it at that point. If you're reaching for the Chinese athletic. It wasn't Ethan Hawke. There's a guy who kind of looks like Ethan Hawke who's one of them. Uh, Yes, that is true, but I'm not going to give you credit for it. Three points for uh, Mr. Brian Flynn since he named uh, two actors. Donnie Wahlberg? Casey Affleck, was it? Oh, that's who it was. was. The guy who kind of looks like the other guy. I think six, I guess. Six. Okay. Oh, God. You're going to hate me. Is it about Airbud? No, it's uh, DMX stars in these two Jet Li movies. (laughs) Um... Um, Triple X Two, fucking Jet Li's dance party. Jet Li's dance. Uh, wrong. And then for the third point in a chance to steal in Exit Wounds, DMX starred. He starred with this prominent martial artist in Exit Wounds. DMX starred with this prominent. Jackie Chan. Incorrect. Chance to steal. Chuck Norris. Incorrect. It was Steven Seagal. <coughs> Number one. Okay, the original host of Family Feud is. Uh, I don't fucking know. Um, Louis Armstrong. Wrong. But the second point is, I'll give you a point for a- if you can name any other host of the Family Feud that there has been. Louis Armstrong. Uh, Louis Anderson. Same thing. No, it's not. Okay, and a chance what? to steal. No, I'm pretty sure that would say. And Zach, a chance to steal the uh, one point. I guess that would be in question here. Can you name the Richard Dawson, the original host of Family Feud, was on this other game show where you fill in the blank. Blank. No, it's the the blank isn't. The blank isn't something that you fill in. It's just you. The, oh, okay. The nature of the right. game is you. Okay, you'd I, be see, like, I see. Harry Henderson was so hairy that you could say he was. Yeah. Blank. Right. 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 Um, and this game show was called Catchphrase. Match game. Match game. Hosted by Gene Rayburn. It's one of my favorite game shows, actually. Moving on. Number seven. Or as it's pronounced in Hollywood, Slevin. Dog Day Afternoon uh, won an Oscar. Even though it was nominated seven times, it won an Oscar in this category. Hmm. Let's see. Best. Okay, I'm going to think. Directed by Sydney. Lumet, but I don't think he won an Oscar for that. I'm going to guess best screenplay? Correct. One. The guy so who far. was based off of John Wardjewicz was sentenced to this many years in prison. Oh. Oh. Um. 25? 20. 20. He served 14. That was very um, close. And then uh, Chance to Steal. 
Sidney Lumet uh, wrote and directed this, uh, I believe it was his last film, uh, starring Philip Seymour Hoffman and Ethan Hawke. Can I answer this? Yeah, if you answer incorrectly, he has a chance to steal. Before the devil knows you're dead. Correct. So that is two, two points for Zach over here. I'll take number eight. Okay, this is uh, all about raising Arizona. I can tell you right now, I'm not going to get any. Okay. Well, the I might get the the right only now. character in Raising Arizona who doesn't cry Nicholas Cage. Nathan Jr., the baby. Uh, one out of the 15 babies that played the quintuplets got fired from the movie after he did this. Fired a baby? They fired a baby after he did this. No call, no show? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> he learned to walk. And then, uh... It's harsh. Yeah. Stupid smart baby. <laughs> Stupid baby showing normal human progress. I know. Third question and a chance to steal. This actor turned down the lead role of H.I. McDonough. Ray Liotta. Incorrect. Zach, with a chance to steal. This actor... That The actor in question down. is... This was in 1980-something. Or maybe in the early 90s. So, I'm going to go with Gabriel Byrne? Kevin Costner. All right, that makes sense. Kevin Costner yeah. would be, makes sense. Kind of a wily You put a lot of effort into that, stuff. though. So Yeah. Well, I guess Gabriel Byrne because he was in Miller's Crossing, which was the Coen Brothers movie before Raising Arizona. Yeah, All right. makes sense. Oh, is it my turn? Yes. Yeah. It's like three. Number three. Star of the movie, Real Steel. Hugh Jackman. I really want to see Real Steel, by the way. Ugh. Chance to Steal. That's a pun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Gross. Um, uh, when he was a guest star on this show, he accidentally, doing a stage punch, broke another person's jaw while he was on this TV show. Guest star on a TV show, threw a punch, broke I should something. say guest as opposed to guest star. Okay. I don't know why that matters, but... Saturday Night Live? WWE Raw. Monday Night Raw. Okay, there's no way I would ever know that ever yeah. in the world. In the, in the movie Real Steel, the... There's a Moppet. Uh, the climb... There's a Muppet? A Moppet. A Moppet. A small child. A small precocious child. Yeah. Oh. Uh, anyway, the uh, climactic fight scene at the end of Real Steel is a punch-for-punch punch recreation of this Rocky bout. Oh, it's of a Rocky bout? I guess I'll say... Rocky Apollo Creed? Uh, it's Rocky and Ivan Drago from Rocky Four, actually. Mm. And then uh, for the third question and a chance to steal, the movie Steel, S-T-E-E-L, stars this basketball player. Larry Bird. Incorrect. Chance to steal. Shaquille O'Neal. Correct. Oh. So <laughs> you get... A point. <laughs> so, going into the last two questions, I have four, Zach has two. Ooh. Still a tight enough a game. Cool and then with the chances to steal, then it's... I'll go with number two. This has to do with Guy Ritchie movies and the expensive items <coughs> in question. In okay. Lock, Sock, and Two Smoking Barrels, the, uh, the stolen items that are of high value, the sought-after items in it were... Diamonds. It was two antique rifles. Ah. In Snatch, it was... Cocaine. A diamond. (laughs) And for a chance to steal, Guy Ritchie is married to this... I'm going to say songstress. Madonna. doesn't feel like the right word. Yes. Incorrect, they're divorced. Well, was married to 
<laughs> I'm just saying that is not factually correct. Well, I can't be. <laughs> Who's Guy Ritchie married to? No one. Correct. <laughs> well, well, you should have used a, the past tense. Question. All right, fine. Madonna. Adam. I don't care. Madonna or left Lone Lone I wrote dive. it with the intent for that question to have an answer. Well, no one is... Uh, whatever. You're going to really complain about the point that I gave you? No. Anyways, I'm, okay. Yes, I'm that pedantic. All right, moving right along. I'm a pedant. I believe five is the only question that has... I know, yeah, that's why I said five. Okay. In Point Break, <gasps> Johnny Utah was known in college for this. Surfing. Being a quarterback. He was quarterback at Ohio State. His veteran partner is played by this actor. I haven't seen Poor Break since I was a child. Frank Langella. I'll give you a hint. He's crazy. Gary Busey. Yes, it is Gary Busey, but I guess I gave the hint, so... It's not a bad... It's not a really direct hint. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. However you guys want to call it. I'm, uh... It doesn't really matter either way. Is an effect. Uh, the, the name of point. the name of the gang of bank robbers and the theme for their uh, masks is what? Uh, presidents, dead presidents. President. Yeah, the ex-presidents. Yeah, yes. Ex-presidents. So, all right. It's two points. Final score: myself five, Zach four. All right. Oh, you make some fucking difficult questions on your games. Yeah, I wrote it last <laughs> night. I guess it just depends, because for me, they're pretty easy. I'd say the real Steel ones were pretty hard. Yeah, because nobody... <laughs> none of us the movie hasn't even come Steel. out yet, for I'm just, one thing. I'm just really excited for it, I guess. Apparently. Excited enough to do research on real goddamn Steel? No, just The Rock'em Sock'em no Robots goddamn. movie? Yeah, the Rock'em Sock'em Robots movie. What's wrong <laughs> with Rock'em Sock'em Robots? It's, it's fine when it's not a movie. It's a great way to kill, like, approximately three minutes, <laughs> I would say. Mm. Before you get bored of it. So that's why not ex- watch two hours of an it? excellent basis for a movie. So that, that wraps up trivia. Well, and, do we uh, have anything to mention or plug before we... We do comedy open mic nights at the Rooster and Moon every second Monday. Yeah. Yep. Next uh, one will be November that. 14th. We might have a guest on one of these episodes at some point. It's possible. Soon. Yeah. Yes. Um, and stay tuned for the rest of our We got another review. So, so JW, reviews are which could be, in. there's a couple of people we think that could be, but whichever yeah, one you are. to those initials. But, hey, uh, thanks for telling us this. Yes, more yeah. people should do the same. More people should re- re- tell, tell your friends about us. We like reviews as much as Lady Gaga likes sucking the life out we of people. We like reviews and we don't care who knows it. Yes. Okay, so let's... Uh, I care oh. that everyone knows it. <laughs> in closing you can't see the great face that brian flynn's making and uh yep. you know uh, radio is all the more worse i'm doing a it. live webcast of our podcast i wouldn't be opposed to doing that at some point i would i think listen guys you we're would. in a reasonable time frame yeah Let's close out quick so editing isn't a bitch for me <laughs> all right well, we what did we learn we learned that 80s making a movie that's super 80s doesn't necessarily make it super crappy. Baffled me a little bit. We learned that women are fully capable of defending themselves. Sometimes. When they have a gun. Except in that Frontline episode. We learned that Real Steel has facts that you can learn. It's a movie. The climactic out. final fight, which we all remember. <laughs> yeah, from. <laughs> From the Rocky movie I've never seen. 
because I've never seen any of them. Right. In any, any Rocky movie, he takes way more of a beating than any boxer would actually take. Was Rocky Press made of real steel? He could have been, deep down. Um, is there a line yeah. in Real Steel where someone's like, you're made of the realest steel uh, the human well, heart? I think you'll just have to f watch it to find out. I'm not willing to do that. I definitely am. Well, we also talked about movies we saw recently. So, that we brings us... We also talked about Kevin. And Comet. Donner. And Blitzen. I don't think Kevin is a reindeer name. <laughs> pretty great. We learned surprisingly less this episode than we do normally, I think, and that's we're probably all that's the better for That's what none of the comments good for. <laughs> and, not uh, learning it. Yeah, just sit back and turn your brain off for a little while and get and 80s radical. So, so for everyone here at the First World Privilege Hour, I'm Brian. Just wants just, to have. Just fun. wants to have Flynn. Yeah. I'm Zach, the psycho Ray-Ban stock boy thing powers. Angry stock boy with machine gun. And I am Patrick Dust of the Comet Madaw. See y'all next time and stay tuned for our See spectacular. See you at our Comet party. Yeah, and here's your Halloween pun. We hope you pumpkin make it to our next podcast. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs>